Welcome to Guys We Fuck. The Anti-Slut-Shaming Podcast. Yo, you having sex? I'm Christina Hutton. I'm Corinne Fisher. And I'm your boyfriend. Bring us your slutty, your horny, and your shame. Hey, you a slut? Yes. What up, fuckers? How you doing? You okay? You ready for the nuclear war? Just kidding. It's not gonna happen. Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. Uh, it's the <laughs> well, I I didn't pay attention to the cameras and I didn't know why this one straight. is tilted. <laughs> why this one's tilted over us? Uh, mm-hmm. This has been. This is Guys We Fucked. I was like, this has been. This is starting, Guys We Fucked, the anti slut shaming podcast. I'm Corinne Fisher. I'm Christina Hutchinson. Welcome to the show. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to up the quality of the video because you guys got to do that on your end because we're doing our part of the bargain and uploading the video. Yeah. But you have to do the resolution. If you click the little gear icon and you put like 1020 or 1080 HD. You'll be able to see us better. It'll look better. And then you don't have to make all the comments about the background, what we're wearing, yeah. all these things. You know what? Start your own fucking podcast if you don't like the yeah. way this looks. Everyone else has. And yeah, if you if you if you do crank it up to HD in this particular episode, you will notice that my skin might be exploding. And that's because I strayed from my diet and I ate two whole bags of combos and a lot of fried chicken. So I'm working on it. You know, sometimes we get off the bandwagon, you gotta get back on. Or the wagon, not the bandwagon. Two yeah. different, two different. The, wagon, the, ban- yeah. the uh, bandwagon no. is like for losers. The, ba- yeah, well, yes. the, the bandwagon is for uh, uh, lemmings, and the, the yeah. wagon is for addicts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm so kind of be on both. The, you want to be on the, the wagon, yeah. Yeah, not the bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely on That's that right. wagon. We'll get back on that wagon. The wagon's fun. The bad, the bandwagon's just like you know, outside Times Square, looking up at the MTV studios to yes. see what Carson Daly is doing. Yes, old school reference. <laughs> oh my god, I watched the. I listened. Or I listened to the C Word episode, the Luminary podcast. That fucking podcast is so good i'm now addicted the mariah carey episode you. yeah where she just shows up at mtv <laughs> trl unannounced and and uh carson daly's like what the hell and she has the ice cream cart mariah carey seems I like I, I a real fun lady yeah. she she does and her a good first, time sally her first relationship with that music producer was so emotionally abused he was so emotionally abusive to her Holy well i mean shit. i feel like that's like a kind of a standard like that's like how you get welcomed into the music business because not that they were all not that they were all abusive but alanis morissette has a very similar uh story with uh i guess it's glenn ballard sorry mm. tommy if that was the wrong name i'm pretty sure it's glenn ballard and then uh uh you know celine dion with ronnie you know yeah. she was like fucking 12 when she met that guy i mean oh. they didn't fuck when she was 12 he oh, waited good. but you know you've oh, waited in the corner for yeah it's weird to meet someone then when they're 12 celine. and like i'm gonna put that on the back burner you yeah. know you know elvis. okay here's elvis a, obviously this isn't an unpopular opinion it's probably just an unpopular thing to say but like it's true and we all fucking know you know when you see a kid and you're like you're gonna be so hot one day yeah like i do understand like oh, okay don't what you know don't fuck a kid that's well i mean isolate this now because this is how i'm gonna get canceled but my friend robin and i had a thing called future hotties of america <laughs> um where and but this is when we were all in school so we were in oh, school you were we were in school we this is fucked up um let's go baby we were in high school and there was one day when the middle schoolers would come to practice in like the big auditorium for their like a thing and we wouldn't say anything we wouldn't re- uh we wouldn't interact with any of the kids we weren't being gross about it we would just privately go that kid's probably gonna be hot one yeah day. yeah <laughs> not yet yeah. you just see like it has the qualities like the yeah. eyes are spaced yeah. correctly yeah. the hair is nice the teeth are 
good. Yeah, if they already look like they got lip injections and they're a kid, you're like, wow, you yeah. got a bright future ahead of you. Not a lot of no's coming your way. Yeah, it's not like we're, we're getting horny for children. No, we no, not, no. We were not aroused. We were not talking to them. We were not saying this in front of anyone else. But I think it's also like you need to have conversations like this because yeah. uh, otherwise you say something like that everyone has privately thought, but then other people just think like, oh, I can never say these things. Yeah. Also, I mean... You know, part of uh, part of obsessive compulsive disorder is also just having intrusive thoughts. And so like that kind of thought where you're like doing something and then you think about like, oh, but what if I did fuck my dad? Um, that's, I was just going to say compulsive this, yeah. disorder. Uh, that's like that's called an intrusive thought. Yeah. And I mean, you and know, you can't get rid of it. Right. Because I've had and that you, exact. Thought. And then you just quietly think like, oh, I'm a bad person. And I'm not saying that because you have that thought, you necessarily have obsessive compulsive disorder. But right. intrusive thoughts are a big part of the disorder. And, um, you know, what makes it worse is that you just sit alone and you think that you're a bad person uh. who's having bad thoughts um uh and and that and then that obviously uh adds to the anxiety so mm. it's a very important to discuss things like this and listen like we all you all like you all think the most fucked up things it's it, it's just having the human capacity um and wherewithal to know the things you can act on and the things you can't and also the things you can say in a public forum and the things you can't like i wouldn't say that in a fucking business meeting what i just said but this is a podcast where we discuss weird shit yeah and so i'm fine with sharing it yeah and speaking of so i'm gonna get into we got a couple responses email responses for weird stuff i masturbate to which i'm gonna read those in a Oof. second before i do uh please know that on wednesday october 26th at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Corinne Fisher, myself, Christina Hutchinson, and Michael Coscarelli are going to be doing a live episode of Guys We Fucked just for our YouTube followers. So make sure you're subscribing to us because you will have a chance to call in, to text in. You can get live advice from us. You can tell us a crazy story. Um, you know, don't send us a dick pic. I don't want to fucking see that. Yeah. Uh, Especially because yeah. I usually read the emails or the the Yeah, right. I have my So you're really just sending a dick pic to Michael. Oh, don't send, don't and want. don't waste our time sending titties to Michael. Just like, just get to the good stuff. You know? He doesn't want a dick pic. He just takes a picture of his own dick and he looks at it. <laughs> wow, really? He said, that's good enough for me. Oof. Okay. Um, and then also New York City, uh, New York Comedy Festival. Really want to push this show. Yeah. On Thursday, November 10th, uh, we are doing a live taping of Guys We Fucked at the Midnight Theater in New York City. The ticket link is up at sorryaboutlastnightcomedy.com. You're going to want to go to that. You're going to want to go to that. We never do live episodes of the podcast. Mm-mm. It's yeah. a very rare event. It's not a lot of it's not a lot of tickets available for this. It's like 120. That's it. It's going to sell out. Get your tickets now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, Corinne, you want to read some of these? All right. Weird stuff I masturbate to. Um, and this was just from the emails. Yeah. I once masturbated to one of my brother's ex-girlfriends. It was hot until it wasn't. I felt weird afterwards for sure. Don't worry. It wasn't my brother that I imagined was doing things to her. It was me. I'm assumed. And at least it was years after they broke up. I'm guessing that's from a woman too. Yeah. Which makes it somehow not. Yeah. The weirdest porn I've masturbated to is adult breastfeeding. LOL. I don't know. I was curious. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. And a much older dude fucking a younger girl. I yeah, was sexually assaulted hack. in my teen oh. years by an uncle. So I think that's why I weirdly enjoy the porn videos. Yeah. A lot of times uh, certain kinks and stuff are a way to like work out of the trauma. Yeah. You know, the human mind is is a complex thing. Uh, me to do Something fucked up that I masturbated to. I'm going next week to be a cook for a hunting camp. And I've been masturbating to the idea of all the hunters gangbanging, gangbanging, <laughs> banging me like very rapey. That uh, one, that one's wild. Gang, gang. No, that sounds funny shit. Uh, I almost exclusively masturbate to stepdad, stepdaughter porn. 
I, I, yeah, I get that. Uh, I have no idea why, but I'm sure it has something to do with my relationship with my brother's dad, a.k.a. my stepdad. Not necessarily, but if you have a hunch, it might. I've always been very uncomfortable with him. He has very, he's never been my primary parent, but had always done vaginal checks on me until I was about 12. Oh, I don't know what that is. That's not a thing. Guys, if someone's that's, doing a vag- that's assault. If someone's doing a vaginal check on you, that's not a, that's just, that's, say, that's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a thing. Yeah, and then tell a trusted adult, uh, if you're underage, never let me close my door at his house, even to change and was a little too eager to exclaim sex is good for you. He's been emotionally, mentally abusive to both myself and my brother. And I haven't spoken to him in over 10 years now. Yeah. I mean, that makes honestly, that makes all the sense in the world that you would masturbate to, to being kind of watching a situation where you're in kind of in control of it or like hopefully the porn actors are, you know, all consenting and in control i mean um, i do vaginal checks on myself but that's different like in the shower and like stuff? what's about sure oh there's... like you taste like, it uh more like make sure it smells okay make, t- take a look inside shit's oh. going on there you need to you know do you a mirror pull open the curtains and no, i can just i i can look like this like, really <laughs> yeah i mean i'm not looking in, in up in the oh. hole but all the things i need to see where shit, shit goes awry i can see myself yeah. oh okay yeah 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 i um i was having sex not to brag but i was having sex and then um <laughs> Uh, um, and then I was up on top of him and then I, um, I was putting his penis in my mouth and I was like, this tastes great. Good for me. That's it. What do you mean you were on top of him and putting your penis? You, you, I, you, I was having you did sex it and then if, I, you did it as if you were like, uh, that as if he had a, like an extension cord on his dick and you were just riding him <laughs> and then just like, eh, and I, I go, freaking wish. wow, is there something about his dick that I don't know? No, but like when you, when you bang without a condom and oh, then right, after right, 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 the right, sex, right, 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 right. you suck a dick, yes, a dick yes, yes, yes. um, and then you take, you get a taste of your own, you know, supply. And I was like, right. passes the test. Yeah. Uh, I, I find it great. odd that women enjoy that. Why? A lot of women don't. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. I just There's do. like there's like I mean like there's a full episode of Sex in the City where uh a guy goes down on um Miranda and then he immediately her. goes up to kiss her and she's disgusted by it. That's uh, a full episode. So I yeah. mean it all depends with your own comfort comfort level. I feel like this is just we're just a little more narcissistic. <laughs> For sure, cuz I love <laughs> oh, the smell of my own underwear. Not narcissistic, <laughs> egotistical. I love the smell word. of my own underwear. But yeah. I think really? it's I just get so aroused. I'm like this smells amazing. Huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. It is what it is. Uh, okay. If you guys want to, you know, email us a weird masturbation story, feel free. Sorry about last night show at gmail.com. Or you can email us, you know, something longer that's uh, details a situation or a story that you have that you're going through that you want help with or you just want to share with folks. Today's subject line is my boyfriend set all my stuff on fire. This sucks. Ugh. Hi, Christina and Corinne. Long time loyal fucker here. I've listened since the very beginning, and I feel like you guys have helped me r- raise my dumb bitch self through my 20s. You, your shit truly rocks, and I'm so thankful that you guys do what you do. Anyways, I'm a 26-year-old female who lives in Oklahoma City. I have been with my boyfriend for five plus years. Yes, this means I've been with him through pretty much my whole 20s. We live together and have for a few years now. My boyfriend, let's call him Scott has always been extremely insecure and jealous. Ooh, sexy, Scott. How did you get through five years of that? I don't know. Maybe secretly like it? I don't know. He constantly thinks I'm cheating on him. He might be cheating on you then. Or doing something behind his back. That usually means he's doing something behind your back, but we'll see. Not all the time. It's gotten to the point where I don't do much without him and even text him when I make it to a certain place to let him know that I've arrived. Hey, girl, that's controlling as hell, okay? You don't have to do that because of your boyfriend-girlfriend. That's like dumb behavior. I know I'm in a very toxic relationship. This isn't no, this is not news to me. This isn't not news to me. It wasn't always like this, but has progressively gotten worse. Bless Bless you. you. Sorry, I was allergic to this email. (laughs) 
especially <laughs> these past two years. Anyway, so the point of my main story that has finally become the breaking point, I needed to end the relationship. This past weekend, I went out for a friend's birthday. Scott had been out all day with his family at a softball tournament for his nieces. I hate life. I told him I was going out and asked if he wanted to meet me there or whatever. He said yes, but ended up meeting me at our house because I wasn't done getting ready yet. He comes home and had obviously been drinking. I asked how much he had to drink because he was acting pretty drunk, and he clearly lied. He said four beers. I knew this was a lie. I brushed it off anyways, and we went out with my friends. We arrived at the bar, got some drinks, and settled in talking to everyone and hanging out. About an hour in, Scott thinks I'm flirting with a friend who was there. We were literally all sitting by each other and talking at a table. Scott was even in the conversations. He decides to leave because he thinks I'm flirting with this guy. I stay out because I wasn't doing anything wrong and I barely go out with my friends. So I was trying to enjoy the night despite Scott. Mm. He then proceeds to call my phone continuously, probably over a hundred times. Girl, that is mental. Mm. Continuously texting me, bitch, period, slut, period, whore, period, cunt. What is he, caveman? Oh my God. Saying, fuck whoever you want tonight. Ooh, is that a promise? Things pretty much along those lines, thinking that I'm trying to fuck this guy or someone else. I am ignoring his calls and pretty much not texting him back. I tried answering a couple times, but he just proceeded to cuss me out. So I told him that I didn't want to talk to him for the night and that I hadn't done anything wrong. He then proceeds to text me saying that he's going to throw my shit out. Text me a picture of my clothes in the garage floor. I hang out for a little while longer, deciding if I should even go home or get a hotel room for the night. I decide to get an Uber home. As I pull up to his house, his mom is there. Oh, boy, this is Corinne's worst my- nightmare. He, they are outside. Yeah, just light my house on fire. Don't get your <laughs> fucking family involved. <laughs> <laughs> they are outside, so I just walk in. The house smells like gasoline. Oh, my God. This person is mentally ill. Yeah, he, yeah. Scott follows me in, and I ask, why does the house smell like gasoline? And other questions you don't want to have to ask your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> he then tells me he lit my stuff on fire. Oh, oh, no. But of course, Scott. <laughs> but of course. It turns out my boyfriend had taken everything from my closet and everything from my nightstand. Oh, girl, your vibrators too. Including my very important papers, tax documents and pay stubs, bank info and obituaries from two specific people, books and drenched it all in gasoline and set it on fire that's ins- that's so insane also regarding the obituaries you can request an archive copy of a newspaper if that helps because that I would have really I love ups- that would really upset tip. me yeah yeah <laughs> uh, all my stuff i go to the garage to check out the situation and i'm so upset i start crying and i go back inside where scott is he tries to talk to me he will not leave me alone where the, f- what the fuck is his mom doing during all this going that's my baby uh, I do not want to talk to him. So I keep telling me so I keep telling him to leave me alone. He doesn't listen, so I threaten to call one of my sisters if he didn't back the fuck off. That'll show him. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't think that will show him. Call the police. Yeah, I knew this would get him to quit and leave me be for the night. Well, his mom must have been just outside the door to where she could hear us arguing because once I made that comment about my sisters, she immediately calls me and says, why are you going to call your sisters? And what did you do to my son? The fucking audacity. This this is just so crazy. This it doesn't even awful. make sense. I know. I'm like, what? what? Anyways. I just is- relate to this so much. You do? <laughs> I think. Michael. Listen, I would never do anything like this, but I think but that you if I. No, no, no. But I think if I was unhinged and wanted to do it, my mom would bring me the matches. Hey, look. I 100% what? think. Oh, yeah. I think 100% what? think so. 
Yo, I, that, is that some Italian mom shit? I yes. wish my mom was in that my kind case. of unhinged because I was like, bitch, I need an assist. Yeah, yeah, right. I would what? never, I would never what? ever, ever, I mean, this is she outrageous. She would tag up with someone else to light my house on fire more likely. <laughs> She'd be like, let's, she, girl needs to learn a lesson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, anyway, this is pretty much the end of the night. I went to our bedroom, got ready for bed and laid down while he talked to his mom outside. I'm assuming that she was calming him down. I'm so hurt, sad, lonely, and confused. I don't, know how one drunken night turned out to ruin our almost six-year relationship girl you didn't do anything this is him i mean you the only thing you did was stay in this relationship which look we gotta look for personal responsibility where we can because then that gives us some control what can we do how can we pivot but jesus christ this is all scottykins yeah tonight this night that you're explaining is what what we what we call here in the industry uh the culmination Uh (laughs) it was this was it's not like he was like amazing and then all of a sudden did a jekyll and hyde yeah this was building up yeah he he was giving a warning sign yeah he was exactly (laughs) exactly. season finale to the series that is your relationship yeah this is a series finale to scott yeah Uh, yeah yeah a a, a, a show that people sit at home and watch to forget about how you know their relationships are because this is so much worse. How do I still... These are questions that you're going to have to answer, Chris. How do I still love and care for someone so much when they have treated me this way? You stop. Um, I mean, well, I mean, I know, think she's saying, like, why does she still love him after all she's been through this? That's it's, a trick. It's the amount of years you put in. It's, it's almost biological. You're going to love this motherfucker regardless. Yeah, and I would say, <clears throat> based on things I'm going through maybe personally right now, I think even when someone does fucked up things to you, um, the love can, like, change a little bit. So it's like, maybe it's not, like, this passionate love that you had for them initially, but you still love them in that you have empathy for them and that you're worried about them in that... Um, you know, in that it's painful to see them turn into this different person. You're also Clearly probably like still in, you know, I think a lot of times we trick ourselves into still being in love with the initial person of the uh, version of the person that we met. Yeah. So a take lot of far. times, like when I'm thinking about a person, I'm not thinking about a, a person the way they are now I'm thinking about that person when I fell in love with them and they are kind of like frozen cryogenically in time as that person in my mind Mm -hmm. and like that's something that they'll talk about a lot in breaks breakups and and so sometimes you need to kind of like really force yourself to see the person for who they are now as painful as that might be for yourself it's so sad to think that the relationship with someone who I considered to be my best friend in the world and someone I shared so many great memories with has ended like this. Uh, they all kind of do, sister. I get, yeah. I mean, it's because we don't have the communication tools to end something when we actually need to end it. And we just have conversations with ourselves and build up this narrative that's not even fucking true. And then we explode like Scott. This is also I mean, a better story. So. Yeah. yeah. At least you know you're done. Hey, yeah. if you were a stand-up <laughs> comedian, I would tell you. That's a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I am writing to get this off my chest. I can't seem to tell my mom or my sisters yet. Yeah, that's one you got to ruminate on for a while. I'm so embarrassed about it. Yep, yep, yep. However, I've told my friends that were there the night it happened. It was easier telling them, and I know I needed to tell someone, so I didn't just try to act like this didn't happen or try to justify Scott's drunken actions and continue my, the relationship with him. Good gal. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think honestly, I think something like so big like this had to happen because you didn't take the several hundred other hints the universe gave you. Yeah. And so the universe was warning, like, bitch, warning. your house is on fire. You need to evacuate. <laughs> I feel so manipulated, betrayed, and gaslighted. Yeah. And literally real, and real figurated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is someone I thought I was going to marry, no. spend my life with. And like I said, had so many great fucking times with. Hey, that's the nature of an early 20s relationship. It's a weird precipice being in your early, like being 20, 21, 22 and dating someone you really love. 
it's iffy because you're like, ah, is this what I want to settle down? Like, I don't know. And so, you know, and pe- also people's brains aren't fully formed until they're 25. People grow apart. It's not, it's, it's, it's normal. But also like behaviors change. Normal, like the love that I felt for like my boyfriends when I was this age and the love that I feel for boyfriends now is drastically different. Mm-hmm. I know this whole thing and my relationship has been such a dumb bitch move, but I suppose I'm still learning. That's correct. And I think I just learned my biggest lesson so far. When you see the red flags from the beginning, then fucking listen. Again, thank you, ladies, for all you do. Attached is him burning all my stuff from that night to give you some perspective. I'm what? so bummed because there was no attachment to this email. Isabel wrote the note, and then I looked, and I'm like, fuck, I really wanted to see it. Atta- had to, what, what picture? You I guess picture it was a video him. or something. <laughs> wow. I would love I mean, to see this video. <laughs> yeah, like, what is your first reaction when you come home, smell gasoline, and realize your boyfriend's poured it all over your stuff and lights it on fire? Tape that shit, I guess. Right, I guess. Evidence, yeah, baby. Evidence, right. Evidence, <laughs> right. baby. Yeah, I would also kind of want to see, like, what, like, how is he doing it? Is he doing it slowly? Is he doing right. it quickly? Right, 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 right. I'm very curious. So please email us again with that video or photos because I would like to see it personally. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Maybe uh, thanks, thanks for Google writing Drive. Thing. You know, sometimes shit. One thing that um, Anne-Marie Duchesne, who I'm working with as, like, a personal coach, basically, uh, she was a guest on this podcast. She said something to me once, and I was like, like it it's so basic and so obvious you know but i really was perplexed and kind of taken back by it she goes you know you don't have to hit rock bottom to change your ways and i was mm-hmm. like really that's wild <laughs> you're telling me i don't have to like let the motherfucker burn like to myself is how i usually like i burn my own house down metaphorically um by not addressing things when they as they come up and i was like wow what a concept you know and i feel like a lot of times with relationships we 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 don't have the evidence or the concrete thing reason for breaking up we don't want to say it's because we fade the love is faded the attraction is faded we're just not that into that person anymore we've grown apart like we're so scared to use that as an answer i don't know maybe it's because you're afraid that it might be wrong i have no idea but the thing is and let's bring it back to fucking genius angel singer mariah carey if something is really meant to be in the end you let it go and if it comes back like a freaking butterfly or whatever she said in her song then uh it was meant to be you know so you can't go wrong letting someone go because if it really was meant to work out it will you know what i'm saying so you might as well just go with your gut here um thank you This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Getting stuff off your chest is incredible. It's so therapeutic. We all carry around different stressors. Some of them are big. Some of them are small. A lot of them are very big. Uh, But we keep them bottled up, and it could start affecting us negatively. And then we act like a jerk to the people we love. And we're like, this is not how I want to be. Therapy has saved my life personally. There are so many benefits of it. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Although if you have experienced major trauma, highly recommend. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designated to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you could switch at any time. Finding a therapist is like dating. They're not all going to work out in the first try. BetterHelp understands that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash guys to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash guys. Guys, the weather's getting warmer. It's time to say goodbye to your jackets and all your sweaters and you got to refresh your wardrobe. Well, luckily... 
I found Quince. And now you have too, because you're listening to this. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you go to their website, the amount of categories, they have travel, lookbooks, men, women, home, babies, and kids. Their stuff is so cute. So I own a couple items from Quince, and one of them is the Italian leather hand-woven crossbody purse in green, emerald, and I get compliments on it all the time. It's a small purse, which I really love because then I don't put as many things in it. Um, Guys, Quince is amazing. They have very luxury items for very cheap prices. Get warm weather ready, baby, with Quince. Go to quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. Make sure, yeah, you see us November 10th at New York Comedy Festival, 10.30 p.m. If you have a festival pass to that or if you want to, you know, double up that night, 7 p.m., Vonda Carlo and I are co-headlining. We're each doing half-hour sets at New York Comedy Club, 7 p.m., Thursday, November 10th. Very excited for that. Which location? Uh, the 24th Street location. Thank you. And if you go to ChristinaHutchinson.com, you can get the ticket link. And also, my Patreon is Patreon in, and I'm really excited about it. I'm doing four group Zoom Therapy in quotes, chat because I'm not a licensed therapist. It's more like group lamenting, but I'm doing four of them this month. Sign up for the $5 a month one. Don't sign up for the $33 one unless you're rich Um, because uh, I just feel guilty getting that much money from someone. But uh, yeah, and then I'm uploading the audio recordings from the Laurel and Jackson retreat uh, after I do the Voices in Our Head episode kind of explaining how the weekend went in, in more detail. So patreon.com slash Christina Hutchinson. I'm really excited Come talk with us. And then additionally, the uh, another New York Comedy Festival show, uh, Tuesday, November 8th, Without a Country Live. It's going to be our midterms uh, elections live show. Shane Smith and I are going to be broadcasting live from uh, the showroom in the back of 66 Greenpoint Avenue um, in Brooklyn. So that's easy for you guys to get to. I know there's a lot of fuckers in Brooklyn. We'll have yeah. some drinks. We'll talk about, uh, you know, who who's possibly going to take over the country, how everything is doing, if we are on the verge of a war. Like, it'll be fun. I love these live um, kind of election-y shows. They're really fun. Um, So, yeah, get that uh, through the New York Comedy Festival. I'll put a link in my bio um, in my link tree as well. And then uh, we're going to keep asking you this every day. Um, Please go to Apple Podcast app and rate and review Guys We Fuck to keep us in the top 200 charts. We're currently not in the charts. Who the fuck knows what the algorithm is? I do know that rating something, following the podcast by clicking that plus sign and reviewing it does help, but we're not in the top 200. So, which is fucked up because we're, you know, um, we're movers and shakers and we're moving the culture forward and you're a part of that. So like, you know, help us um, by leaving a review. It's free. It takes two seconds of your time. You can say whatever you want. We'll see it. So yeah, be nice. Love you. (laughs) How you doing? Uh, good. I mean, we, 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 uh, I had, I was, I feel like I have been in a car for the past like seven (laughs) days. Me too. I've just been, I've, I've just been in a car. I've gone so many like little like road trippy places. Yeah. Uh, so obviously on Thursday we embarked on our (sighs) voyage to our, our home, our home space. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, uh, where we are Salem, Rich- Massachusetts. Yeah. So it was the first time we had been back since recording the special. It was nice to go back again. Uh, we went and, and met up with our friends, Ani and Irish, who, who live in Boston. Yeah. And we did the Haunted Happenings Grand Parade, which has been a lifelong uh, dream of mine. And, you know, since I was you know, having such a, a rough couple, I mean, basically since, you know, 2018, uh, <laughs> having a tough time, a which, which actually astrologically, apparently all Libras were, but I didn't really? know that. Oh. Yeah. I was like, basically all the uh, cardinal signs uh, supposedly were going through it since 2017. I would say I wasn't really going through it until 2018, but you know, my relationship was, you know, falling apart in the end of 2017. So mm-hmm. I guess that's when it began. Nice. Um, And yeah, it, it's, it's interesting to just hear an astrologer go, oh yeah, you guys have had a rough four years. And I was like, you know what, whether or not, you know, I go back and forth with my feelings on astrology, but sometimes like, I think what you can take from astrology is like, oh, that made me feel better yeah at <laughs> yeah. least i'm not crazy like sure. everyone was having a bad time that made me feel everyone. better yeah so i was like oh okay cool um but yeah we uh so i wanted to just like do some fun things and i was like one of the things i've always wanted to do is go to salem for the uh, haunted happenings grand parade and it was very fun um so and fun there were some fuckers we heard people go christian and Cran, and i was yeah. like oh my god thank you it marching in a parade is Boy, if you got any hint of narcissism, it's the day for you. It is fucking great. Everyone's just clapping for you. There's yeah. All these little kids. Waving at people. They loved our costume. Corinne was the sluttiest one in the parade, hands down. Yeah. She fucking fantastic. <laughs> well, the thing is, I suit a holes. Halloween, I thought, okay, so Halloween is is a is a notoriously slutty holiday. Sure. If you want it to be, hell yeah. And, and this I is a in. literal Halloween town. Right. And so I thought a lot of kids there would there, be though. a lot of sluts, but it was very much more family oriented. Very thought. A lot of kids. So Christina and I were just bouncing through waving at dads who hadn't had this yes. much fun at the haunted happening parades the entire time that they've lived in Salem. This is for you daddy call me if you get divorced. Well the thing is I also bought this like because I, I just didn't have time to get a costume I was I was too busy My, I, I, it's very hard when I need to get a costume before Halloween I never I never can rise to the occasion um, <laughs> so I just like was looking through my closet and I was like bitch you live your life as a witch you gotta yeah. have something here that's appropriate yeah. for a Halloween parade <laughs> so I found this one piece Velvet bodysuit with just a bunch of holes in it that I bought aspirationally from Dolls Kill. Nice. When I was heavier, and I just bought. I just looked at it. Ah, uh, yeah. And I looked where the slits were, and I said, "You can get those parts in working order." <laughs> and then, and I put it in my closet, and I forgot about it. Manifest that shit, girl. And then I, and then I, and I, because I know you're not supposed to keep a lot of clothes in your closet that don't fit any longer. I disagree. Anytime I've put something in, and I'm talking about things that I am like two to three sizes too big for. Every time I've put them in, I have. I've at one point gotten my ass into them. I yeah. did the same thing with a pair of good American jeans that I put oh. it on and I go, I'm a bad American because I can't get my fucking fat <laughs> ass into this thing. I fully agree with you, by the way. And I and what? and now these jeans are literally too big on me. Yeah. That's Whoa. how that's how uh, that's how much I made them fit. Every wow. now and then you need to revisit those items of clothing yeah. to yeah. get yourself in check. And if you're, like, if you're living like a like a slob. Yeah, I don't like obsess over them. It's not like I like to, you know, put it on, you know, try to put the jeans on every night at midnight and cry in a mirror. Right. Like I just put them. I just put them in and I forget. And then See, I didn't forget it, baby. when my body Set changes, I go, oh, don't like, you have a smaller, don't right. you have a smaller pair of jeans somewhere that you thought maybe that you could get your ass into one right. day? It's great. Nice. It's great. Yeah. So I put the the bodysuit on, and I'm talking about things where like you know you you have to ha- your your sides have to be thin. My sides are never thin. Yeah. And I got it. I got it in, and then I walked around yeah. and I said, you know what? Because the theme was heroes, mm-hmm. um, and so I wanted to dress up as Marsha Clark, but I couldn't get to the. 
I because I had the wig because oh, yeah, I was like just going to use like and a suit jacket. I was going to use an old Frankenfooter wig because Frankenfooter from Rocky Horror Picture Show and Marsha Clark do have the same hair, <laughs> that curly nice. kind of right. Yeah. And then I and I just didn't have time to get to a fucking like secondhand store to get in you know a '90s suit because I live in the East Village and all the secondhand uh, stores are fucking fancy. And I was ugh. like, no, I need like a shit secondhand store. And so I was like, I'll be my own hero. Mm. And I was like the girl who bought a bodysuit that she was way too fat for and then got into ultimately <laughs> without, you know, without doing anything crazy, you know? So you were yourself. I didn't starve myself. Yeah. I just, I just, I, it was a slow burn. I just made it nice. happen. Yeah. So my hero it. was myself for getting into the bodysuit. It looked great. I was an alien because aliens are my heroes. And if you're coming for us, aliens, take me with you. I'll go. Fuck this planet's a little wacky, huh? And please help us with the nuclear war. Um, yeah, I had a lot of I had match the matching laser gun that I had with my alien costume. A lot of other kids had, and it was it was great. We had, I had a lot of moments with some kids who were like, "Oh, that lady's got the gun too," and I'm like, "Pew pew, kids, live yeah. your dreams." You know, it's you don't have to grow up when you grow up. You know, <laughs> be a kid forever. Yeah, I know. I'm real. I'm real weird to young people now. Like I remember being at a, a fair um, with uh, you know who was, you know with several boyfriends ago, the zaddy, and uh. um, and I was just like frolicking around, like eating a candy apple with like <laughs> this like unicorn in my hand that I had won. And then I turned around and I said to the kids behind me, I was like, I'm almost forty. And they, <laughs> and they, they looked they thought it was great. They, Fuck yeah. They were like seventeen. They're like, you look great, girl. And I mean, like, I also am not almost forty and was not almost 40 at the time but it was I, I thought it was like a more dramatic thing to say yeah. <laughs> so and then obviously you know I was gonna look a lot better if I was almost 40 <laughs> so it was it was a you know it's a fun time it's a good time talk to the kids yeah everyone talk to I mean within reason I've, I've don't been get arrested I've, yeah don't get arrested um I've been contemplating my attachment style since we had the um conversation with um, the two therapists that I'm blanking on their name. Vanessa Bennett and John Kim. Yes, exactly. My faves. That yeah. was such a good episode. Yeah, I they really, were sweet. I fucking loved them. Well, Vanessa Bennett, I was like, ah, I was like, I've never met a, a therapist who thinks you like me. And I was like, I might actually yeah. like uh, call her up because uh, that I was like, you know, sometimes I wish I could do therapy on, my, on myself, but I can't do that. And it seems like she might be the closest I could get. Yeah, you guys were very similar. Yeah. She was talking about avoidant attachment. And I was like, oh, you know what? I think... I think I might be an avoidant attachment. I thought I was anxious this whole time. But then, Corinne, you were saying before we started recording that there's an anxious avoidant attachment. I'm like, mm, that sounds like what it is. Right. Because basically how my brain operates and I've, thank God, I've been good at talking back to the thoughts before I act on them. Oh, so hard. But you guys can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. But basically, like if someone, you know, if I'm seeing somebody and they don't get back to me, you know, within a day, I'm like, well, they don't like me anymore. So I'm going to leave them before they leave me. I will hurt me before you hurt me, motherfucker. I'm like, that's probably anxious avoidant. And then I just looked it up before mm. we started recording. And the, Mark Manson, he's very harsh with his wording, which I like. But what he has to say, <laughs> I don't go to him for I, I would never go to him for relationship advice yeah. either. I don't I don't love yeah. the way he writes. Yeah. What he said, anxious avoidance are low in confidence and less likely to express emotions, preferring to suppress them. It's not that it's for me. It's not that it's just I don't know how to fucking express them. And also when you've been tricked your whole life by your fucking parents, you're like, am I cra is this emotion real or is this something I'm making up? And whenever I got to say one piece of advice, my dad actually has been telling me this since I was like two. He's like, Christina, if you just waited five seconds mm, mm -hmm, before mm -hmm. responding yeah just wait five seconds your life will be easier that's and good i was advice. like 
fuck you, dad. But um, it's really good advice. And within that five seconds of, of waiting, like I have the anxious thought or like, uh, you know, whatever. It's, it's usually it's usually it's always false. It's, it's almost always false. Uh, but it's really important to take that five seconds when you have the thought before you react to the thought and just like pep talk with yourself. Like you really got to have pep talks with yourself. So I think this should be an, uh, a common occurrence with all of you guys, with all of us. So, you know, this life is hard and it's, it's tricky to navigate. So, yeah, that five second rule has been proving pretty beneficial. Um, yeah, I was like, that's one thing I am really good at. Like, I'll always like take a moment or like walk away, and then yeah. people get so annoyed because they want uh, they want instant gratification. Yeah, and I'm like, I need to think about this. Like, right. any, and also the more you pressure me to give you a response immediately, the longer I'm going to take. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, I think I'm an anxious. Even well. professionally, I think I feel like we've been in rooms where people like want you to like you know want something immediately, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I'll get back to you tomorrow. Yeah, like, I'm not giving you the answer right now yeah, because I don't know. If we're it. all in a meeting, I'm like, okay, we'll let you know right now. And Corinne's like, mm. yeah, I'm like yeah, it is. It is very beneficial taking those seconds, and you can do it. Um, also, I was with my nephew this weekend, and he was he's seven. He's so fucking sweet. But he also says D's nuts. And I'm like, can you not? I really? mean, that's seven. the fun of being seven, yeah. I guess. That's yeah. hilarious. I, well, I guess it made me think <laughs> if I fucking said that in front of my parents, they would have beaten me. Like, I would have never heard the end of that. Yeah, uh, you had a bad childhood. You didn't get to say D's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if again. Long like, story short. To me, that's like so the, deprived. That's like the kid version of, of being able to get motorboated by a stranger. If you can't say D's nuts when you're seven. Well, what's the point of living? Why be alive? D's nuts. I mean, it's funny to me right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start actually incorporating it, it into my 37-year-old language. Let, I was just there the, the day intro. he was born. I was there when he was born. I was like, this precious angel. But then I, I So heard, then you saw D's nuts. I did D's see nuts. I did see those nuts. But <laughs> this is going to be uncomfortable. Uh, but like, he goes to me, he goes, Aunt Nina, do you have a YouTube? And I was like, no. No, I don't. Don't look at it. Please. He's obsessed with YouTube. Mm. He's obsessed with this YouTube guy who fucking makes like $100 million a fucking month. Ooh, and An influencer? Yeah, uh, I wrote it. Uh, it's a guy who basically, he's got like 150 million subscribers, literally. And yeah. he like buys people things. Like he'll buy all the cars on a car lot and then he'll sell them all for $5. Oh. So it was like really exciting stuff. Okay. Because I was trying to do some research. I'm like, I obviously our demographic is not seven, but I was like, he, Brantley's on YouTube all the time. So I was like, what do you like? Like, who do you right. follow and why? Like, I'm just curious, trying to connect with the youth. Yeah. The really young youth. And he, that was one of his favorite YouTube channels. Oh, cool. He also likes the, um, the Hot Ones channel. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, what do you like about it? And he's like, oh, when people get gifted stuff and they like their surprise. And I was like, that's really sweet. And then he was like, do you have a YouTube channel? And I was like, no, and I never will. So don't look for it. Thank you. Because I know he's going to ask me a lot of questions. And uh, as much as we talk about, like, these are conversations you could have with kids. If my fucking nephew found my YouTube channel and he started asking questions, I would just hang up on him. Yeah, that's uh, too many. There's too many things you can learn from the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would say you need to be 12. I mean, if you're a girl and probably yeah. about 30 if you're a man to listen yeah. to guys we fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, all right. Speaking of men, uh, our guest. Uh, he's an incredible stand-up comedian. Mm -hmm. We're so excited to have him on the show. You make sure you're going to check out his latest Netflix comedy special. It's called Nocturnal Admissions. We had such a lovely conversation. This was a very good episode. I yeah. love this episode. Please welcome to the show, Paul, Paul Verzi. Crossfaded on a Rice Krispie. The girls got Addy with the whiskey. And I can really use a prescription. My addiction's falling at my feet like my inhibitions. Daddy said that I don't need a party. I'm standing right in front of everything I ever wanted. And I ain't gonna argue with the homies. 
Paul Verzi, so excited to have you on. Non-murderer, great. <laughs> yes. You only kill on stage, uh, uh, which is great. Excited to have you. Thank you for um, having me. And I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, one thing that you mentioned before we started that I'm like, oh, I really want to dive into this. So yeah. you have a family. Yeah. You you structured your life where you have a, a lovely family. Mm-hmm. You live you live a little bit outside the city. I think yeah. that's so great. Like you can have it all. Um, and it's your man. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. That's what I meant. Um, but uh, so you have a 13 year old boy and yeah. a 10 year old girl. Yeah. Now, how, I, as somebody who was raised sexistly, um, I'm curious, um, what is it like to raise like how do you raise them differently and what do you notice about them as people as you watch to watch a yeah. human go from the womb to a person is like got to be a wild ride. It's so different how like how different they are at not even just the age of the three years doesn't even matter because she's so. She's just more like, and my son is like, my son has never gotten not on the honor. He's always been on the honor roll. He looks like a sweet kid. You showed he's, us photos. I'm like, he looks so he's sweet. A, he's a sweet, innocent kid. He's a good athlete, but he's even like a better student. Aww. Teachers are just like, he's just, one teacher said, like uh, someone said, one of the teachers said, I've been doing this 30 years. We get a Lucas like once every 15 years. Like that's, he's just, Whoa. yeah, like he's, he's. He's, but he's very like, you know, he's sensitive. And one thing that was brutal was with all of the, with all of the school shootings, they have to unfortunately do Mm. drills. And when my son was in second grade, he was like, the teacher was like, this is what we need to do. And my son, Lucas was like, wouldn't it make, I swear to God, I'm not even fucking, I just, I literally just thought of this as, as you asked me a question. He's like, wouldn't it make sense if we went out the back window and like said this thing that was like, everyone was like. Yeah, like that was actually better than the fucking teacher. Wow. And she, and she actually told us in the parent-teacher thing, like Lucas is like, so he's very aware of those things where Sophia, I don't worry about her as much feelings because she's just like, my daughter will just, she's very much like me where she wants it out on the table. Mm-hmm, so like nice. if, me and, if me and my wife Stacy get into a fight, mm-hmm. I was always the one that's like, let's finish. 
and Stacy would just march into a room and close the door. And I'd be like, right. what the, f-? I would yeah. be like, can we, can we talk without a cry or a march? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I'm talking on stage now yeah, in my new yeah. hour about how dumb my reaction to that was. <laughs> like, what are we in first grade? Like, and it never works. Like, I think yeah, that, that's going to help. Yeah, that's going to make her come out and go, yeah. you know what? I am a first grader. Let's finish yeah. it. So, so, so <laughs> let me open up to you now that you said that. Yeah. Like, can we do once without crying? So my <laughs> My son will go, I've noticed, will go into his room when he needs to process things like mm. his mother, where Sophia and I are the same, where it's like, I want to have it. a fun dinner. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I yeah. don't want to have an awkward staring I, at each other dinner. The, yeah, uh, I'm and not you good feel with, it. Yeah, like, you ever date somebody and you're at a party and you're mad at them oh. or they're mad at you and or there's you just a, a look and there's just a look yeah. and you just know you're like this is not going to be the, <laughs> the ride's going to suck we're going to have to talk about this mm-hmm. and it's just a fake thing you're at a I barbecue yeah and you're at like a barbecue holding <sighs> a drink and everyone's like oh this is and you're like you don't even know what my night's going to be yeah. <laughs> you know, you know? Yeah. so Sophia and I are like let's get it up but my, my daughter will just be like I really didn't like how you made me feel you hurt my feelings and I didn't like it and mm. she'll just say it um, she's real tough She's really, really strong. Where my son, he just will go like his He's mom. processing he, time. Th- they're, they're more of like the, let me break this down in my head first, and then I can g- go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, some people respond like polar opposite to to an argument. And uh, yeah. some people need time to take it in, or or it's because they shut down. And yeah. they need to just like be alone because it's too much stimuli. But I'm I'm the opposite. I'm like you and your daughter. I'm like, what's going on? What's what's happening? Like, let's yes. talk it out. There's nothing we can't talk out. Like, what? Let's finish this. And, but it's and, hard yeah. when the other person, like when your spouse is someone who needs that time, you want to be respectful of that. I didn't know that about her. And then once I realized what she was doing, I was totally like, oh, she's not. Because in my mind, the march off would mean like, are we ever going to fix? Like, right. it was like a scary thing for me now that I look back. Like, mm. wait, you're marching off and we're not talking. So like, are we ever? Are you abandoning this conversation? But that's but, anxiety. Yeah. You know, like if you if you have the need to resolve everything immediately, like that's just anxiety. Right. Yeah. That's actually that's actually a great point where that's what I was worried about. Yeah. I'm going like she's leaving this. Yeah. And I'm not resolving it. So now it's it's yeah, it's it's anxious. Unfinished. It's, it's it's there's tension. But what she was really doing was maybe she was and I learned this, too, is Maybe she was even figuring out what she her part in this was. Yeah. What mine is, what like where and that was when I was like, Oh, okay. Like, you need to you take time chill to figure out. Fuck out. Yeah. yeah. It's also it's also time, like because I'm a I'm a walk away and talk about it later person, but it's also I do that so that if cause if I was to resolve it in the moment, I would scream you're a fucking cunt. If I walk away, I calm down, I think about it logically, and then I come back with something that's actually productive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No. You gotta sure. learn how to fight. Or, or argue or have that's, have a disagreement. You've got to learn cute. each other's ways because otherwise you could take it personally if they're yeah. walking away or you could, all these things can go on in your head that have nothing to do with the actual motivation of that person. And it's like, whew, I, I read, I'm listening to a lot of Brene Brown lately and she defines words, which I think is so valuable. Yeah, yeah. Like discernment and what love is and what compassion really is and all that stuff. And one of the things she said is when you, she gets into a lot of fights with her husband and she, <laughs> she needs to, <laughs> I love presenting that as, listen, I was inspired by all the fights yeah, I get in with my, with my shit spouse. Um, but she said, like I'll say now that I know this about myself I'll say you know what I need to take 10 minutes mm-hmm. I just do need a quick walk uh you know walk around the block mm-hmm. and then let's revisit because I just need to cool off I don't want to yeah. I don't want to come from a heated place while we're talking about something that's important and I'm I, like ooh that yeah. I could do yes and and no long relationship productive relationship with children and a family will ever go like you have to understand me and my wife are about to have November will be 15 years okay nice. wow yeah. nice um but 
you'll never have a relationship. You got to go in knowing, like if you get fucking married, you got to go in knowing there's going to be times where you're like, is this going to work? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you just say to yourself, but then there's something, once you get through that, there's something that happens where you're like, no, this is, this is what I couldn't imagine. I got into comedy knowing that I wanted this, but it was almost like a naive thing. Knowing you wanted I, a family? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I was, I was, you know, 21 years old and, and it was act, probably delusional. Yeah. Because I'm just one of these people and, and, and my, my close friends would say, like, I feel like I can do anything. Mm-hmm. And because of that, and sometimes I'll be like, oh, you know, Verzi fucking. But I would, you know, it's like, yeah, no, I'm going to have a family and I'm going to do this. And and sometimes people are like, what are you, are you out of your fucking mind? But there was never not, like, the idea of being in my 50s alone in the city running around doing spots mm, so is terrible. fucking horrific. Like, it yeah. is, you know, and you see that. Yeah. You see people running out and it's like, that's why nobody has an end. A lot of people don't have an end game. It's like, what's your mm. end game? Okay, so you're going to the cellar. You're going to the stand. You're going yeah, here yeah. and getting your spot money. Great. Yeah. And you're going home. And what are you? Where's the growth? Where, what, what are you ultimately trying to do with that? Right, because we're all going to be old one day. We're all going to be old. You want to still be doing this exact thing by yourself? I think the end game for a lot of people is suicide, honestly. But for comics, yeah. yeah. I didn't know if you like, to hear as soon that. as they stop booking me, it's fucking I'm over. Done. It's fucking over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. I keep and, living with my veils. And I'm a private, like, like, you know how many comedians have said to me, like, like, I come off a certain way and it's not that. Like I'm a fu- I'm just a quiet private dude. Yeah. And when people when mm. I come across somebody that you know, I have my insecurities and my anxiety and all of my stuff, but my circle is small. I got like mm. five people that like I would like have at my house with my kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes people take that as I'm just not a comedy community guy. I'm not, I always right. say like, I'm not doing like a comedy softball game. Like are you fucking, right. like no. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do what I love that's to smart. do. Yeah. No, I'm going to do what I love to do and, 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 and get better at it because that's what I put my mind to do. And then I go home with my family, but I'm not. Just because I lived that life, like com- I, there were some people that resented. The, there were some comedians that I could feel the resent. I'm talking younger, oh. right? Yeah, younger. I remember. Interesting. I'm, I'm not going to mention a name, but this female comedian came up to me one time, and it always stuck with me. And I knew what she was doing, and I wasn't. I'm not the type of guy to be like fuck Feed you, into it. yeah, yeah. Like, and you know, and I don't really, you know, do do shit like that. I don't go out and drink and get into arguments. I don't do that. But she says something to me, and it, and I realized it was a projection. Yeah, she said to me once. Mm-hmm. She goes, hey, Paul, so what do you got, like six kids now? I'm like, no, still two. Always two. <laughs> yeah. It's been two. Like, you fucking want kids. Right. Don't fuck. Right. Uh, right, you right, want right. Kids. Like, the way Mr. she. Family the, man the way there. she did it. I, <laughs> the way she did it, I know what she did. Yeah. And, and I could read. That's one thing that I definitely pride myself on. I can read what. When she was like, so what do you got, like six kids now? I, I realized, I'm like, no, you're living in a studio. Yeah. And yeah. you don't have. You, you Maybe you want that because you're, you know. And I wasn't going to do that. And you know what? I've learned as I got older, like, whatever's going on with her, like, that's fine. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not going to hate on that. Like, Mm-hmm. That's just something that people project their feelings and they maybe do. she didn't know how to handle it at the time. But there were and then I've had some, you know, some some dude, some male comics go like, hey, how's your family? And I could like read in their face that they were like, they did. I was like, I literally wanted to go. You don't care. Like, yeah, the you way don't give you a shit. Why are you asking that, me? Like the way you asked me was like, you yeah, just kind of yeah. don't care. Yeah. So you stay out of the bullshit. Like, like how, yeah, I, do, I stay out of the bullshit. And, but sometimes that would make people think that I'm. 
you know, like either standoffish or I think uh, like, oh, you like, no, but that's really not the case. Like yeah. if somebody comes up to me and like, I, I feel like I'm a warm dude. Yeah, you you're know? very friendly, very and, friendly and, but, and but approachable. I, but I, I don't really, I don't play that shit. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't like being there when, when somebody tries to project or say it's shit like It's like hot that. potato with insecurities. I'm really, that's actually what it is. And, yeah. and I'm not really good around, listen, we all have insecurities, but I'll never put my insecurity on I'm not going to throw them at you. Yeah, my, yeah. my insecurity will be my internal fucking weakness mm-hmm. that yeah. I have to deal with. But I'll never be at a place and make you and all of a sudden, I want to make you feel smaller because like, of I. Yeah, Christina my, feels like shit, why? I don't know. She was just talking to somebody that made her that I'll never do that to somebody. Yeah. But on, you know, I punish myself. I'll punish myself with insecurity. <laughs> That's the way to do what it. What are you yeah. insecure about? But, um, you know, I, I've really gotten better with it. I, w- I was just insecure with, um, I guess, I guess if I'm going back, my family had like a brutal, brutal divorce when I was oh, five. Brutal. Oh, brutal. Oh, that sucks. Brutal. Divorce in and of itself is like, traumatizing, I was but a five, brutal one. My brother was 10. It was the early eighties oh. and it was brutal. Oh, like, in what way? Just like, Put it this way. My mother and father were never under the same roof after their divorce Oof. when I was five until my wedding when I was wow. 30. Oh, my they God. They fucking hated each other. It was, so it was like. <laughs> oh, God. It was Love like. haters. So yeah, close, man. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, my dad's got that Sicilian shit. Like, it's just, fu- you know, and, okay. and my mom was, you know, my mom remarried and stuff. So I think. I always felt like something would happen to my mother. I didn't have my dad there. So my stepdad was cool, but there was something that as young that was taken away. Yeah, stability and, and was, safety. The, the, the stability and safety was 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 taken away. That's perfect, actually. Yeah, because that kid needs that to thrive. Yeah, and so what I would do was I was able to, you know, I was able to tell stories that people liked and I was able to be funny and I played sports and I was like, so that would kind of give me, like almost like my security came from like friends and outside because mm. I didn't have it inside. Um, yeah, so then I guess now I've kind of learned, I've kind of learned that everybody mm. is insecure and everybody has their shit and everybody goes through that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it took some time to to do that. And now, <clears throat> excuse me, I just want to tell my kids, like I tell Lucas and Sophia, like you're going to go into a situation where you feel less than you feel, you know, maybe not as worthy in your mind. Yeah. But I said, everybody's going to feel that. And you yeah. are, and you are that, you know, I tell my daughter, so, and my son, so like, I just want to put the stuff that I've learned because of the stuff that happened to, to let them know that like, it's okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's, that's one thing that I'm doing and, and, you know, trying to be with them as much as I can. So that's the hard mm. part yeah. is, you know, I want to make this job. I want to balance it. Yeah. And I was able to get good enough and be able to figure out how to do it in a certain way and still not have to do a thousand spots a week, you know, mm-hmm. still come down a few days and do that, but then be home yeah. and have them feel me home. Yeah. You when know? you met your wife, did you know that she was like, did you know immediately or how soon into the relationship did you know you could have a family with this woman? So here's the crazy thing about my wife. My wife went to the rival high school that I went to <laughs> and I dated her best friend for four for for all through high school. <laughs> I and, know several people who ended up marrying like the best friend. And yeah. never and never. So I would so I was dating this girl in high school, and uh. I would always hear her say, "Oh, my friend Stacy that I went to junior high with, but she went to the other high school." Uh. So I kept hearing about it, right. So then that relationship ends, and then I was working as a busboy at an Applebee's, and a manager at that Applebee's happened to be best friends with my wife as well. Wow, that went to the same high school. Uh. So my wife just kept so, but I knew of her, and then finally, you know, so then I moved to Queens. She moves to Jersey City. We're just friends. Right. So hey, I, I hear you're in Queens. I'm in Jersey City. Let's hang out. And then I tried to like be more, and she kind of like had me in like this. 
Oh, she tried to just be friends with you. Yeah, that was she. Should, she was. She wasn't listening to the guys we fuck podcast. She, we no, would have been like, no, not, he's not interested in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. need another friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and it's funny you said that. So, what happened was one weekend I was like, "What are you doing?" And she was just kind of giving me the "Let's be friends," and I like mm-hmm. take her to the movies. I'd be, like, "You want me to drive you home?" And I would get like, you know, we'd get drunk and like she would like we'd like fool around a little bit, but it was just like a. It was never I could tell it was it, a relationshipy. No, it was no, it was okay. it, yeah. So then I remember. The weekend I said, I'm done. This is a true story, right. man. I said to my older brother, I go, yeah, I said, you know, I, I feel like if I don't hear from this week, like this is just like, I guess, and my brother, my older brother just goes, Paul, like if that doesn't work, like it's her loss, you'll be fine. Like he said something along the lines of, you'll be fine. Like let's go yeah. to the movies. And we were going to see this Chris Rock movie. And he's like, let's just go to the movies. And I'm like, yeah. And then that, that night I got a text from her and it just said, I miss you, which she never did. Oh, tables have I, turned. And when I got that, she felt you pulling away. And I, I think so. She yeah. probably did because women fucking know. They, they don't got to be in the same room with you. They right? don't got to be in the same state as you. Mm-hmm. They feel when you pull away. That's even female if intuition. That's what we're talking happens. about. It's Wild. so fucking annoying. Yeah. yeah it's, it's so annoying. But what's crazy but is it's you guys helpful. have that shit. Yeah, we do. And I, and I see, like, I, I literally, like, my daughter came home one time and she goes, now nah, that little girl, she was doing something to me. She didn't say, I know what she was doing. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she goes, no, she said something, but the reason she said it was because she wanted this reaction because she knows mm. how I, and I'm going, you're fucking nine. Like, yeah. You're, you're 10. Yeah. And she, and where my son would just be like, I don't know. I don't care. Like, yeah, leave me, right, leave me right, alone. Right. But she knew what these people were. And I think it's the same thing. Like, uh, yeah. Well, fe- and if also the female brain, we use a left and right hemisphere interchangeably a lot more often. Often, like um, the male brain scientifically is you're either one hemisphere at a time. Is so that right? we, that's why a lot of times women can handle like multitasking or something like raising a family and then doing yeah. the, and then going to drive to school or then doing the work. And then we can handle multiple things at the same time is because, yeah, we just have more. Um, We're uh, also better at cheating. Neuroplasticity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we men are sloppy ass yeah. cheaters. Yeah. Oh my god, they'll yeah. come home. Well, with but like, that's why. That's one of the reasons why. Like you hear these stories of this guy that's like, yeah. comes home with lip lipstick marks on his cheek, and you're like, are you fuck? What is? Yeah. What? What? My whole thing with cheating is, and this is a like, because I'm I'm just not a cheater. I never understood it because I would just if I was gonna, if I was going to do that, if mm-hmm. I would to do that, I would just get out of there. Like, yeah, I, agree, I agree with cheaters you. Cheaters like yes. the game and the thrill of getting see, caught. See, it's like it's a gambling almost, addiction. That's, see, that's the thing. Somebody that cheats is not necessarily doing it for any other reason. Under, it's like a psychotic. It's like not personal, oddly enough. It's a weird, like people that I'm like, yeah, like I, I talk to people that do it. There's like a sociopathic people that like continuously do it. I remember one time oh, this guy. serial cheaters, yeah. I, I remember one time I was talking to this guy and I was like, uh, He's like, yeah, man, I'm going to try to get with that girl. And I was like, wait, I thought I heard you say you're in a relationship. And I, he's like, yeah, I've been in a relationship for nine years. And I, and, and just, <laughs> as but if then, nothing but like, was fucked up but like, about he that. He just said it like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, just, just like, I'm going to go get bread at the store. Yeah, yeah. Like, he yeah. just, oh, no, of course. I've, I've been in a relationship for nine years. But anyway, dude, that, and I was just like, that, I, I, I'm just not built like that. And neither, yeah. me neither. And it's, it, it, we talk about this a lot, especially as of late. It's, it's a, it becoming extremely difficult to be a female comedian, but it's not like, because women aren't funny. It's because I have to, I have so many more. More grown male friends than the average 36 year old woman and the amount of people I know who are openly cheating on your girlfriend none of my close friends um, is uh, it's staggering and it not only makes me feel like bad and like complicit in be, uh, you know doing damage against other women but then it makes me very distrustful Sad. of other yeah. guys that I would be dating because I go are they just openly talking about cheating on me when right. I'm not yeah. here 
Right, because that happens. Sure, yeah, when you, of course when you, it does. When you have somebody t- talk shit to you about somebody else, and that means they're going to talk shit about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So it's the same thing with cheating and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I'm just not built like that, man. I just would never, you know, I respect my wife too much, and, and I made a decision, and like that's really what it, like I couldn't imagine, like what kind of person. That's so romantic. Somebody Please needs- write that on a Valentine's Day card. I made a decision, and I'm not going to go against it, no matter how <laughs> Keep many times I think that's hilarious. I think people are serial cheaters. That's, that's, a, that's a different game. Yes. If you're a serial cheater, you're just constantly looking for this hit of validation from anywhere you can get it, and you're that's the the addiction. That's <laughs> that's what I it equate is. that to gambling addiction, yeah, alcoholism. I, I, I do too. I think you know, and it's just really like. It's real disrespectful to like. It is, but they don't look at that that way. Like they truly don't. Like your friend who just said, like, "Oh yeah, of course I'm in a relationship or not." Like he doesn't. Well, after having all these conversations with guys who cheat, I'm like, <sighs> you really aren't. You you aren't in your head going fuck my wife or fuck my girlfriend. <laughs> like you're not. It's it isn't. That's why I say it's not that's personal. Yet, no, it's just not personal. No, it's it's. Yeah, Which like, is interesting because yeah. cheating feels so personal, but really, if you get down to the psychology of it, they're doing it because they're fucked up. And then you go, oh, one more thing that's not about me. I know. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I don't. I'm not good with that. I'm yeah. Not, you know, I mean, listen, I never judge anybody, but it's just not how I am. Yeah. yeah. You know? Now, when you, so having a, a son and a daughter, did you go into raising kids with your wife? Did you say like. Did you have like a chat? Like, how do we want to raise our kids? Mm. You know, or like. Well, I think one thing that it would be appropriate to say on your show was how this went down with her because of the lifestyle that I chose. Right. You know, I was going to do this. And one of the best things I ever did, one of the best fucking things a man could do is to is let people know the truth and stick to it. And we were in a diner in New York. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing black rooms and contests. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. had no manager. I had 12 minutes that's of material. A, that's rough. I'm doing contests. Dude, I'm doing con- yeah, like <laughs> contests. Yeah, literally. Contests. Festival contests. Yeah. Entering things. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Doing, I'm doing... Sh- the, throwing shit against the wall. See I mean, sticks. I literally, I literally came up in New York City. This is the truth. I came up like... Eight mile style. I would yeah. be one of the only white souls in the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was two hundred and fifty. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> two hundred and fifty black audience members yeah. going. You better be funny, exactly. Yeah, and and we're gonna let you know if we don't, don't think you pander, are. Don't pander. Don't yeah. cater. Don't be insecure. Right, right. And and I would do that. And I was sitting down. And I was I was you know being funny and being a good comedian are two different worlds. Yes, I was funny from the beginning. I I, I was not a good comedian from sure. the beginning. You know. Yeah. You know. And so he sat down with her. My wife, you know, beautiful, great grades, could have went to any school she went wanted to in the country. I was sitting down with her and I was like, look, I was like, you can be with a doctor, you can be with a lawyer, you're beautiful, you're smart, um, but I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, but I that made her so horny. I, said, I got horny just listening to I'm like, that. wow, a man with a plan. <laughs> so I said to her, I said, Jesus. I said to her, I looked her in the face, I said, I could be well off in my 30s or 40s or broke but I'm doing this shit so you need to talk to whoever it is the fuck you gotta talk to your mother whoever sit down and talk to them but just know I'm doing this mm-hmm. and she went to her mother and her mother was like yeah it's not a good idea and then obviously you know what I said to her mother her mother was like you know I, I still I was like yeah you didn't know who I really was yeah she, and to and, be fair uh, she didn't but, if, to be fair too if a mom had to choose if a that was suitor not, for her uh, daughter well, she probably wouldn't <clears> choose a comic if my daughter comes home even me now. Exactly. And and I was like, no, I was like, well, but a guy who believes in I'd himself. Be like, Where, where's he perform? I want to see his, you know, right, see his right. set. No, um, but, but that, it's exciting when someone wants more for themselves. Yes. You know, it's rare to find that in men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I just, I knew. don't want someone who's like, I'm when I, when I'm thinking of getting married to them, they're finished with all the things they're going to achieve or yeah. they're already like right. complacent. And like, and I think that's like something about like, okay, so like if you're marrying a doctor, you know, you're marrying a doctor, but he's probably all he's going to ever be is a doctor. Yeah. And yeah. that's not exciting. Wait, yeah. You could be a 
huge failure or the most famous you could person be in the world. movies you could be in cartoons you could be writing for the Emmys you could be fucking a comedian's life yeah <clears throat> and got- also like women like I think I think there's something about like women kind of like 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 living in a car sometimes and then living in a mansion and like going through the whole like <laughs> hey, you never know it. you're gonna get that whole fucking Annie story yeah. anything but boring <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I remember we got into a fight one time and I was like, what are you going to be with a fucking accountant? Like, ugh. Yeah. So that's that's, that's, that's a the great sickest comeback. burn that you can give and yeah. my best friend is an accountant that's and a, she okayed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a sick burn. That's, yeah, that's hilarious. No, but, um, so wait, your, your question was, uh, um, well, when you go in, when you have kids, yeah. you talk about how you want to raise them before a the kid plan. pops out. Yeah, like, you know, one thing is like, we always, always, like, it's, my wife is very, and, and I am too, like, you're never going to, you're always, always going to not be the bully. You're yeah. never like that. You're never going to if if you ever. And, and we've had incidents where my son has because I was a type of guy when I was growing up, like I, I moved a lot and stuff. I actually one time I bullied the bully. Mm. I saw a girl mm. that was friends of mine. She was crying. She had really bad eyesight mm-hmm. and she, her book would be like this. And people Aww. would make fun of her. Aww. And I fucking found out who the kid was and I made him go up to her, apologize. I that's him, a good way. I that's not, him, it's I made, better than beating the shit out of the guy. No, I made him get on his hands and knees and bark like a dog before wow, he left. Wow, that's fun. And then I was did you I really? touch him. Yeah. Wow. I was like, he, and he did it? He did it. I was like, dude, you're not That's leaving. a commanding I was presence. Like, I was like, I'm not gonna, I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I said, but you're going to get on your knees and you're going to bark like a dog and say you're sorry or I am going to hurt you. And I he will did hurt it. you emotionally. And she, dude, you I'm going to humiliate funny? you. I performed in Boston many years after and she was there and she remembered it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. She's, She's going to remember that her whole life. Yeah, she yeah, remembered. Yeah, that kind of shit. But like, I always, we tell like, Sophie and Lucas, you never, if you see anybody getting bullied like yeah, that, yeah. you never judge anybody. You never, you always treat, uh, the, the number one thing, and it's so simple and corny, but it's true, is really, truly treat somebody how you want to be treated. When yeah. you walk into a party and you don't know anybody, right, and yeah. you have that feeling, treat that person the way you would want to be treated if you walked into that party and yeah. didn't know anybody. And that's, that's how, so, you know, my wife is, incredible she's more tough than me i'm a little bit <laughs> really you know, well my kids are like my kids are getting a little spoiled okay you know like, how so because you know you i got netflix money <laughs> well me, me and my me and my wife grew up like my mom didn't make a lot of money oh, yeah. they had like kind of yeah they were You're great a kid we, with had, a bank we, account. we, we had no. food we had food you know and, and roof over our head nice but you know they weren't we wouldn't go like my kids go to sushi dinners on monday wow you know we kind of have like you know a, a nice cars like it's you know and my yeah. kid like my kid said to me the other day he was like he, he wanted me to take him like fishing in panama or another country <laughs> Whoa! because he's watching you youtube channels yeah. where guys are catching like sharks and i go buddy we got a pond yeah you know let's he, go down to the lake that's yeah. that? so funny. yeah he's like he's like what car panama. am i gonna get when i'm 60 you know so Whoa, okay. we gotta and let's he's a slow down that road and, and yeah. he's a sweet kid but th- we have to watch both of them kind of living a life that we you know that we didn't live but we worked very hard for yeah yeah you know we worked very hard for and and uh so but we just teach them like and they're really good, well-adjusted to treat everybody the way that they want to be treated. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, and to know, I wish my parents told me when I was growing up that the bully is often the kid that's hurting the most. Yes. I wish I knew that because then I would they wouldn't have power over me. Yeah. You know, I'd feel bad for them, but in a way that was more compassionate, not like pity, but yeah. I think now, though, with technology and all this social media stuff, kids oh do my know God, a bully lot. Pervasive, it's pervasive. Right, but I, it does show that the bully's weak. Uh, yeah, this is the first time in history that if you're smart and you grow up, you could be like, "Oh, this kid's just hurt." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You could find out for <laughs> like yourself. You could actually have that. You have burn. to go to their house. Like you could actually have that burn. And be like, "Dude, who, who did? What happened yeah. to dad? What yeah. did dad do?" You know. Um, yeah. So no, I had it. I, I didn't have it. Like I don't want to act like people had it harder than me, but 
through shit with the with the divorce and moving a lot and stuff like that, I had to yeah, like, you your, know, make adjustments. That was yeah. my shit. Yeah. 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 Uh, has have any of your kids gotten bullied? Either of your kids gotten bullied? No, not not I yet. I would lose my fucking but, mind if someone said anything to my sweet baby uh, angel. I don't even have kids yet. No, no, it's it's but like he'll come off that like kids suck. Because yeah. you could what you could really tell, this is one thing that I've learned. You can tell the parents. Oh, of yeah. Course. Cause, cause dumb, because they learn it. Dumb kids. Kids are just little human beings and yeah. a human beings not overall great. What, you yeah. know, th- my kids are at the age where I can like like or dislike their friends now. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where it's not appropriate to hate a four-year-old. I'm just yeah. like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking they're, weird. They're, yeah, they're 13. I'm like, yeah. who's coming, really? No, but like <laughs> dumb kids have dumb parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you of course. See it, yeah, you know? yeah. And, and, the, and, the, and the shitty kids on the bus, they say shit like the other day. Um, my son came off the bus and he was like, dad, what's a, and he was like real derogatory shit against gay gay people. Like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just like saying, what's this word mean? What's that word mean? Why was this? And I'm going, (laughs) and I'm I'm going, what? And I was just like, tried to defer to my wife. I'm like, well, let's see what, (laughs) yeah. Let me ask mommy (laughs) that one. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's so, but, but you could tell, like you could tell who the shitty kids are and you could tell. Who's gonna be like, hey, Lucas, Sophia, let's smoke this, do these drugs, yeah. or, or let's smoke? I could tell who that's gonna be, yeah. so I'm trying to tell them now. Yeah, I'm like, dude, that that that's no good. That right. kid is no fucking good, you know. Right. So that that's kind of my fear. Yeah. Do you, know? do you have a conversation with your kids? I was asking my brother this uh, last time I talked to him because he has a seven year old. But like, yeah. bad touch. What a bad touch is. Like meaning if a stranger comes up and like is assaulting you, like or you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, like like if somebody puts yeah no they know they know that we're just like look if somebody's hands like I think they know yeah you know? okay yeah yeah we've kind of had it without really doing any <laughs> demonstration. Yeah. That's so classic. We've talked about it without ever talking about it. Yeah, like so, it was just like if you know you, if someone goes like that and you go like, you tell me right <laughs> okay yeah, yeah got it copy well, that my my daughter like would and my son too but my daughter just would be like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's... I think it's also, like, out in society enough that, like, you, the parents don't have to do as much of the heavy lifting for sexual assault. Yeah, I've but, seen too many yeah. documentaries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where people just did it and, like, it went on for years and no one knew that it was wrong it's, and they were per- persuaded because kids are so, you know, impressionable. Well, there's, like, old TV shows where, like, you know, the boss is, like, tapping the secretary on the ass like it's a normal thing to right. do in the workspace. Yeah, did you see that thing where the guy... It, oh, my God, I forgot the name of the documentary. A guy kidnapped his kidnapped the son of somebody that they knew oh. and took him away, did something. And the kid called and the kid's like, he, he molested me. He raped me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when the guy was arrested, the guy, the father was like acting like he was at a phone booth. And when the guy walked by, he just put a gun to his head and killed oh, him. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't just, see that. He just yeah. turned around. I yeah. forgot the name of it, but he wow. just, he waited. And, and you actually see on the, on the news Papa footage. On the news footage of the guy, like you know when they you see the guy like walking taking through, away in cuffs, yeah. like yeah, taking in cuffs. He was just walking, and and as the news was going, <gasps> and the, and the father was literally just on a payphone <gasps> waiting, pretending just turned to- around, and oh, he made wow. sure there was no mistake. And uh, guess how much? Guess how many days that he, he did in jail for killing the pedophile? Yeah, how many? Zero. Nice. He got out. He got. He, Are you serious? He, yeah, yeah, I'm I actually got, really surprised. Got, yeah, because you're not really allowed to do that. There was another. <laughs> you know, shoot someone in the head as they yeah, walk like on somebody by. Somebody listening to this podcast is <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I got a couple people. I'm gonna fucking clip zero. No. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, something. I think. I just read an article where a teacher I mean, got 41 years in prison for feeding his students semen cookies, and I go, what? listen, yeah. you, you should go. Yeah. To, listen, you should go to prison for that. But that's like way more time than I actual think rapists. Wor- but I think are that's doing. worse than murder. <laughs> that's because you have. 
have kids. <laughs> yeah. I go, Dude, ah. semen cookies. That's like, who? Do- I've that definitely eaten weird. semen I didn't want to. I mean, whatever. It happens but to the yeah, best but of us. voluntarily, you knew it was cum. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like there's definitely been semen in my mouth. Like, there's, it, you know, things are flying around in the atmosphere. We've had cum of, I've been a comic for, I mean, Wait, how long? Things that are flying around. The, Wait a minute. So there's like, like fecal, ran- so there's fecal matter in the air. I just feel like there's been cum places that's like grazed our lips or something that you know, we don't funny, know about. I, I like 100. percent I just bought this coffee before yeah. I came here, and I walked by, and there was like a, a, an artist doing graffiti, and I like love because I used to just do graffiti and yeah. do it with it and book. And I looked over, dude. It smelled so bad <gasps> that it actually, it I felt. I actually, it was I the saw. first. It was actually, and that, see, I'm bad with, I'm bad with shit like that. Smells like bad. Yeah. Like, but it was so bad that you, it was like the first time that a it smell actually, I actually felt the smell. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like it was like I felt the air of it, and I literally started gagging before I walked in the building. I started gagging. I can't handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Like I was way better. We always laugh about this. I was way better with the kids when they had shitty diapers. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But when, like, I remember one time. My wife had this friend, and we're not, they're not really friends anymore, but they go, Paul, hold the baby, right? And they would always compare this kid to my, my son. I'm not kidding. My son was this beautiful, like Nordic-looking blonde <laughs> hair. Smelled so and, good. And, 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 the, and the other baby, like, was fucking horrible. <laughs> and not horrible, I don't say, but like, just, they, just like, they look alike. And I'm like, nah, they don't, but hold them. <laughs> yeah. Hold them, Paul, hold them. And I remember holding this kid, right? This kid that's not my kid. I was uncomfortable, but it was like one of those things where you get handed a yeah. baby. And I just saw, like... Just like like drool, like vomit drool come out. Of his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Because I, it wasn't your it kid, you did repulsed. It, because it wasn't my kid. Yeah, I was so. I, but if it was my kid, I wouldn't have loved yeah, it. But, right. But having it not be your kid and yeah. seeing that yeah. extra I, gross. I, if, if I could have in the moment, I would have been like, get this baby the fuck away. But his mother was right there. <laughs> but I'm not good with shit like that or like smells like that and stuff. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good thing you live outside the city. Oh my no, oh, god! Th- that's the thing. The New smells York's here si- will assault you. It's, yeah. it's you will get assaulted with smells inch by inch. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you yeah. guys got to move out of out of here. I live on the water in Greenpoint now, and I fucking uh, love it. Okay. There's very limited smells, and I've just very learned how smells. to eat a Dunkin' Donuts breakfast sandwich in one hand and see a man jerking off uh, with my left eye. <laughs> she's, like I'm she's, fine with that. She's I'm more from down. New Jersey. I don't yeah. know. That's, there wasn't a lot of good smells. Have you guys literally? No, seriously. Like you've literally seen somebody jerking off on a literally like, like that's like a, so times. many times. Are you serious? Yeah. On the subway, on the street, in but a like car. doesn't even phase no, me but, anymore. But I know. I just go there. He is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, but is it one of those things where it's like covered and like you just see a motion or you actually see? A, I'm seen a guy just taking a shit in a squat like a. Oh yeah, yeah. The shit, <laughs> but the masturbating. Sometimes there's a coat over, and he's not even trying to hide. It. He's literally <laughs> do, going like this, like he's a you cartoon. You guys are dick. talking about it like it's seeing a hot dog. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. Woman, Paul. Yeah, well, okay. I was so mad because one time when I lived in Murray Hill, the, <laughs> I mean, uh, the, a guy Murray was jerking off in my favorite McDonald's, and they had just oh, redone it. And I was like, "Come on, You're like, look at the, the construction of this place. They yeah, just fucking redid yeah. it. You in the bathroom, buddy, dude. And there's something about a McDonald's. People feel more comfortable jerking off there than a Wendy's or a Burger King, and I. I don't know what it is. They need to change their fucking publicity. And it's true because I like America's Cup. Because if you you should be jerking off in Chick fil A, like that place is incredible. Yeah. But Chick fil A is immaculate. There's no jerking off going there. Like they wouldn't let, and plus God's watching over Chick fil A. Oh, right. So he protects it. (laughs) Protects it from all the comms. What's the, what's the penalty on that? Like jerking off? Yeah. Like in public. Like that's a jail. That's gotta be. Uh, indecent exposure, I imagine. Yeah. That's gotta be like a couple nights in the. 
A couple nights yeah. in the slammer. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you in for, buddy? Holding? Oh, that L train. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that night L train. I'm so confused how this guy just shot someone and yeah. didn't go to jail. Was there like an explanation for it? I, or is I, that what the whole documentary is about? Well, I think it was kind of, I don't know if it was kind of like the uh, time to kill movie, like where you could say like a either, I don't know if it's like a temporary. Oh, in temporary. Or, 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 I don't well, know. And you could say a parent with their child being sexually molested. I mean, that is probably that plus your kid dying is two, two of the worst things that could happen. And to a parent. I think it matters the state because uh, if you're in like Texas or Georgia yeah, or the, something, you could probably be like people will be like a little more or. And I think a judge also has a say. I was going to say, yeah. I think the judge was like, we're just going to give you this. Uh, one. Ju- <laughs> uh, like if somebody's a complete monster. And I think yeah. there was another situation where somebody killed a pedophile at the thing and they did very little time. Okay. So I think that there are, are there are situations where, you know, like I think New York, will, it would be kind of you'd go to away for a yeah, while. You would. But you would. It, I think in other states, they yeah. would be Florida. Like, <laughs> eh, we get it. Yeah. Should have shot him twice. There's a lot of pedos. They're like alligators. You got to get rid of them. Yeah. Uh, But no, that's like, that's the ultimate, like that was the, that's the ultimate thing that I tell my kids is like, I don't care. I'm really weird about them crossing the street. It's weird. Yeah, they get hit by a car. Like crossing the street, I'm like, they're like, dad, I know how many times you're going to say look both ways. That and also um, people talking to them. Like strangers? Yeah. Like somebody coming up going, hey, like I'm like, it's going to be like, even if like, unless it's a family friend that we've known forever. Yeah. Sometimes those are the the, the biggest risks. Family friends. It's always a family friend. Wait, what made you say that? Like you sat down and had like a formal conversation with your kids. Like if a a grown up starts talking to you out of the blue. Yeah. We sat Mm. down. We sat him down. I was like, look, there's going to be people that like may act a certain way. You have to understand you cannot trust. Even now, you know, we got a nice place in the country. I'm like, when we're gone. You can, it's funny the rules you come up with, like you can't eat you can't eat because you can't choke <laughs> right oh wow no you can't eat if you're home like, alone soft foods only kids don't choke like, that well, often I know but I don't want to be the asshole who they're didn't say it they're a little too old to and be choking like, yeah. I know but I didn't want to be the asshole to say you know what sucks yeah. my kid's gonna be like 35 yeah. married like <laughs> not the kids eating are when no one else is home he's and gonna you're like, wait for his I wife what happened that's <laughs> just, so funny yeah so like but like if anybody knocks on the door and they're like hey Amazon like no you don't open the door yeah I don't open you know, the door like, so for like, sure just stuff like that you know and sometimes I don't want to say like nuts but like you, you the shit you worry about with kids is wild yeah, yeah. and we're also we're exposed because of the internet and we like know how like we can learn any skill in like a matter of seconds if we look it up on the internet too. like we're also more uh more well versed in the stories of terrible people like so it's yeah. you know that that can't you can't help but have that not like, linger in your mind when you're raising kids you ever think about that like that in our world like the people we're around and like some are very lovely people, but we're in a world and a business. Especially of, in the city. Of truly Psychopaths. mental illness. Yes. Oh, I oh. think about it literally like, every like, day. Like, it's mental, like yeah. mentally ill. Yeah. Damaged, they don't even know that they are. That's, that's the worst. worst. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, Jinx. That's the, that is. Like, it's grating. They're like delusional and yep. they say things and you're just going, oh my God. And when like, you reflect back yep. to them that you're being a little mentally ill now and when they see that and they don't want to see that. Oh, it's game over. You're fucked. Yeah, yeah. No, People get really. Uh, had, oh, so now you have one child of yours is thirteen, so teenager. Have yeah. you had a sex talk? No, because he's not. He knows. He knows. He's <laughs> no, no. He's, so Italian. No, no, because he's, he's, he's seen things. He's, he gets it. <laughs> he knows. That's funny. Yeah, he knows. He knows. He knows, he knows not I, to put anything anywhere. No, he um, he's at the. I think like now because it was different than when I was young. Like when I yeah. was younger, it was like fifth, sixth grade. 
now and and a lot of other oh right kids, he gets it from school too yeah. but a lot of kids like in the in the area or friends it seems like seventh eighth is when they start to really notice because like yeah fourth fifth it was like oh dad what are you talking about right and they, and, and they were Cooties. serious like yeah, they were, yeah and they were serious like feel like no she's so annoying i was having like crushes that, on boys when i was like six i think girls uh, cr- start crushing earlier than guys though, i think like you part. know like my i hear my daughter talk to her little friends mm. and they'll be like you know so and so did this today so and so did that so I think they're more aware. We're also so when you think about it, we're also socialized to care more about boys from earlier, from the things that we're watching. Yeah, uh, Disney and princesses. Yeah, like that's yeah, like yeah. the goals that we're taught to aspire to. I, which is I, why yeah, we're GI Joe wasn't fucking worried about getting getting a wife. Yeah, they were murdering. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. fighting for our country. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's. Uh, I would say he's starting now to just be like. Oh, like, cause I said, I'll say like, is she, what do you think of that? Is she cute or whatever? You know, do you think? And he'll just go, I, I don't know, I guess. Here, give me the ball. Okay. Like, yeah, he doesn't give a shit yet. So now it's starting to. Okay. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. So I think like he's starting to be like, I see now a little bit Yeah. where she and her girlfriend, they like, they have their little group they talks. Under- yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah. They understand. It's, it's really amazing <laughs> that she's three years younger and it's just, they're just, I, I will say this. I'm talking about this on stage too. Like women to me, man, are like it's amazing how just in tune, just in tune and 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 really strong. Like having a daughter and and a wife the way my wife is. Do my wife takes care? My wife is a fucking G, man. Yeah, she takes care. She run like we're going to Europe. We're going to Europe because I'm with performing. the kids. Yeah, I'm, perf- oh, I'm cool. performing in London. And, oh, that's uh, the best. Yeah, and, and I, I'm really I'm really humbled by it because I sold it out and we're doing a nice. we added another That'll one. Be so what fun. venue are you and, doing? Um, I'm doing 21 Soho. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. yeah. So uh, it used to be like a 300 seater. Now it's 200. So we added we sold one out. We added one. The Giants are playing the Packers in London, so I'm going to go to that. Oh, in At, London? The, yeah. So the, the NFL does a London game every year. Oh, I didn't so, know that. So this Cheerio. year, this year is the Giants and the Packers. And then we're going to take. Game. Then we're going to take a train to <laughs> Paris and stay there for a few nights. Yeah. Oh. Fun. So so yeah. So we're we're so taking. She's the, helping organize. I mean, it? she's just like no. I mean, not only helping organize. She's like, I mean, hotels, flights. What time we got to get there? Car service. I mean, it's just so. Wow. But she's so on that that it's actually wild. Okay. Mm. That's it's, very lovely quality to have in a spouse. Like if my wife you hit the jackpot. <laughs> if my wife threw you a party. Yeah. Right. Let's be, just say my wife threw you like a party. Like you. you uh, she's uh, a Corinne. I can she tell. She would that. fucking. <laughs> It would be every detail of what you like. Yeah. It would be act like on on napkins and shit. Right. Like the she balloons listens. would. Oh, dude, it would be. You would go there and be like, you should be a party. Pl- this is right. the craziest shit. She's like that in life. Wow. And that's why sometimes we can bang heads because I'm just she like, remembers every fucking thing you said. <laughs> yeah, but I'll also be like, oh, we'll, we'll figure out dinner tomorrow. She'd be like, oh, there's a there's a seafood festival tomorrow. Do you want to? <laughs> and I'll be like. Well, let's just play it by. Let's see what play we do tonight. And she's like, "No, well, I could buy tickets on." And she, but we just, gotta go to the seafood festival. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. She's just like, "No, but I can you get could tickets balance for now." Each other. Yeah, it's definitely a good balance. Yeah, I'm like a. I'll go to the airport and fly somewhere today. Right, and she tar- she that started freak her out. one time. I did that. She started crying. She was just like, "What? No, we you don't yeah. even have tickets." So she's just like, "We gotta, you know." But yeah. listen, if that's if that's what I'm dealing with, I'm okay. Yeah, that's not bad. That's great. Yeah, that's yeah. a great quality to have. Yeah, yeah. Some guys are like, "Yeah, she cheated four times." Like, yeah, that's my wife that's a planned fucking nightmare. my trip to Paris too good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you gotta be a team. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be a team, oh, God. right? God, my wife is just you know she organized my drawers, <laughs> but you know my t shirts are car color. Uh, my t shirts are color core. What a fucking nightmare. You oh know? <laughs> I paid a lady to uh, to organize my drawers and I felt uncomfortable doing it. She was like folding my 
my underwear. I go, you don't have to do that. She goes, but I like it. I go, wow, this okay. is a good job for you. Wow. <laughs> I want a wife. That sounds fun. Yeah. yeah there yeah, are certain yeah, yeah. people, man, in this world that are truly saints when it comes to shit like that. Like mm. people that want to be nurses. Yeah. Oh, we know, yeah. We know a woman in our neighborhood. There was a guy who lived up the street from us. He was in his 90s. He was a little delusional. Mm -hmm. He was like dirty. His wife was gone. His wife Aww. died. He would walk around in a suit and everything. Oh, and, and our neighbor. And our, our neighbor goes, Ugh. our neighbor goes, I just, I just want to give him a bath. I'm like, what? That's a fucking, somebody who wants nurturing. to. Nurturing. Yeah. Like somebody that will clean yeah. an old person's shitty diaper and wipe them down and put them to bed and give them dinner and gets fulfilled. That's another fucking yeah. person. Yeah, yeah. That's like an yeah. amazing. Yeah, we need those people in Those people world. are like, yeah, like those people that will Caregivers. Like, they want to be in the hospital even when it just gets literally raided with victims yeah they want to like well let's get this let's get you're just going like that's a like that's literally raided with victims <laughs> <laughs> the victims are raiding the er <laughs> just like, all right let's go help them just like, they need just, just bloody people you're just, just like zombies yeah. Walking. yeah i know i know i, I know just got raided, shot. raided with victims as i said it i'm like that sounds a little aggressive i don't know how many nurses would be down sounds for like that when's the last premise? time you went to a hospital because i don't know that's accurate <laughs> oh god yeah but you got a marriage is a team and like, but the, to it me, is. even in when you're a couple, you're a team. It, like, and but usually when before you're like married and have kids and stuff, your 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 team goals are like have fun. <laughs> you have to, and, and here's one thing: like, you know, date night has to happen. Yeah, because date when, your when, when me and when me and Stace were fighting, not fighting, but when we were just so busy and it was just like tension because like she's got to do this, I got to do this. Well, when she gets home, I got to get in the car and go do spots, but somebody needs to pick up the kids. When it was like that, all of a sudden you forget each other in yeah. a way that you remember that you want to go back and remember. Yeah. So we would like we would start going to like dinners and yeah. get wine and talk and date it made each other. things good. Yeah, you know you gotta. Because I mean, that you're the bond that you must have with your wife after enduring not only 15 years of marriage, but like two children and like the trials and tribulations of raising a kid, let alone two. I mean, that bonds you in a way that's like, whew, that shit runs deep. And I learned that I'm no picnic, you know, like I'm easy. <laughs> you're not. I'm easy. Yeah. No, no, no. But she, everybody says she'll <laughs> even say, we've got, she's even gotten into a fight because I'm so late. I'm so easy going. <laughs> okay. Which bothers her because I'm right. very late because I've been through a lot of shit and it takes a lot. I've okay. seen a lot of shit. I'm, I'm like an easy, happy, go, go lucky, you know, but sometimes that can be a lot. Because yeah. I'm just, I'm just kind of like she's probably like care more, Paul. Yes, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah it gets and, annoying sometimes. And, and I'm very, very like prideful. So like I, I'm mm. very much like if I want to win, I want to win, and I'll do anything. And I kind of can be a little bit a little short stubborn, stubborn. Yeah, you know. And I'm like, no, you know. So certain things like that. But yeah, no, you gotta, you gotta go on date night. You know, you gotta have sex. You gotta have, yeah, you gotta, yeah. All of those things. Because if one of those lacks. Yeah. Then, and so listen, the, the sex thing, definitely, you get married, the sex thing is going to lack a little bit. It's yeah. Just, but is it the marriage and, or is it the kids? kids? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, yeah. I did, I did a so joke. Busy. In, in the Too tired to fuck. In the Netflix special, I did a joke where yeah. it's like, when you have kids and you want to have sex, like, I, I, like, you turn into a creep where it was like, <laughs> I was like, they're in the they're in the driveway. We got like seven, you know, and it turns into this rushing mm, fucking right. thing. But it's just because you can't have your 13-year-old. Yeah, and your it's seeing like you a, dick down oh, your wife. Yeah yeah, 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 so that that's a part of it. Right, like, right, right. Like kids being around is a part of it. Do, how does, does the actual sex evolve? No, not just the, the rushness or the fitting it in, but like does the way, because like when I was with somebody for seven years and like our sex had like a nice little arc. Like we got to know each other's bodies more. <laughs> yeah. And then you throw in stuff and it gets boring. There's times where it was boring and we didn't have any, have any kids. So like I can't imagine imagine having kids on top of that that's more of a strain but like does the way like you touch each other evolve 
Yeah, I think what I think you make like you got to just make it like make it better if it's yeah yeah you got to just but but I will say having kids you're kind of just trying down for the act like you like like <laughs> yeah. like like I'm not gonna lie you know it's not but I would I would say yeah like I mean I, we'll put it this way when the kids are gone yeah that would probably change yeah yeah like when the kids are gone you don't have to worry about somebody knocking on the door you don't have to worry about they're old enough that you could be like if the door's closed don't knock though. Yeah. yeah, but what they're yeah. probably gonna be like, what are you doing? Can I have can I hang out? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, or like, you know, they'll just like, Hey, can I come in here and watch TV? Yeah. And I'm kinda like I remember no. one t- I remember one time I was like I was real like excited. I was into it. I was like, let's I was like ready to go. And I was like running around the room and shit and the kids and, and my and she's just like, No, we we can't. I'm like, No, no, it's good. And she's like, No, trust me, we can't. And then like literally Thirty seconds later, the door knocked and was one of the kids, and she, she was like, "See, I'm like, all right, you know, oh, uh, fuck yeah, but, yeah." yeah. When, when you during the birth of both of your children, were you by your wife's head? Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. So she did you discuss that? What? Well, no, no. It was I had to be okay. I, I had to you be. couldn't be on the other side, like I, see, I, the receiving, hospital. Receiving too many marriages ruined. So yeah, they're like we're no, my wife here. had a C-section. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So, so they. So I mean, yeah. Oh, so your germs got to be out of that area. C-section can never kill a boner. Well, because not, not only that, because it's it's, there's like like there's literally like a, blood. A t- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, you're just kind of like and Does then, blood freak and, you out, and then they're like, no, okay, but no blood. F- Blood freaks my older brother out where he faints. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like he's one of those where he's got to like just sit down and we one laugh, but yeah, he can't. He can't. If he sees a needle in a movie, he'll start. He'll start getting pale. I and get shit. that. Yeah, I'm mm. not. Blood doesn't really bother me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so C-section both times. But it was cool because the C-section they'll be like they'll be like, all right, get your ca-, like the doctor would literally get your camera because I'm I'm taking them out. Oh wow! And then all of a sudden, dude, then you're you're a dad. Now is that a photo or a video you look at a lot? No, what it was was. So after that, you know, she's obviously going through what she's going through. And then they take the baby and they clean the baby and they put him on a thing. And it was just me and my son. Oh. And he grabbed my pinky and squeezed it. And, oh I, and it, it fucked he me up. It. It fucked it. Like I'm talking I'll about. Fuck me. I'm like, fucked when, up hearing like, it. Like, he was like not even two minutes old. Wow. And he just grabbed my pinky. Reached for and, then, and then, and then I, he squeezed it. And I was just like, oh, oh my God. Yeah, it was wild. That's a, that's a rare moment. Is it that rare wild. for and, a baby and, to do that? And, uh, it was, it was, I don't know if it was, it was, it was not. Well, the weird thing is that as soon as the baby gets handed to the mother, it will go for the nipple. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, wow. like an instant. Like a nope. Like, Jesus. It, like, like without, like just knows to eat. Like it's wild. Wow. It's wild. Like it just goes to eat. Wow. So I don't know when wild. I put my hand by his hand, which was like literally like so. Yeah. And he just like grabbed this. I was just like, oh, this is real. Because here, this is the thing. And, and, and any of your listeners will probably know this. My wife wasn't upset with me. But she was more like, how come you're not connected as much with the pregnancy, right? Oh. She would be pregnant mm. and she'd be like, oh my God, he's kicking. And I would feel, and I'd be like, oh, that's yeah. cool. Right. But like, but when I saw him. Yeah, men are so visual the, creatures. The, 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 conne- the connection with the woman is the whole way. Yeah. The, the whole time. But with the dude, in my case, I don't yeah. want to speak for everybody. I've but never in, asked a guy in, about in, that. In, like, uh, how how do you feel during the pregnancy portion I w- of it? I was, you know, I didn't know what to expect. You know, it was scary, man. I was a feature I was featuring on the road. I was, you know, not making the money that I wanted to make. I find out that I'm having a little boy. My career was moving. I, I knew that I was doing really good as a feature and I was going to move to headliner, but like I wasn't making the money to, you know, my wife had a, had a, a job and I would, anything I could do with stand up would contribute. We were okay paying bills and stuff, but I was scared. Yeah. And I was nervous and I didn't know. And, and so maybe subconsciously that's why I wasn't connected. Yeah. I was just yeah, so kind of like fucking, I got to do this. I got to do this. 
And then when I saw him, dude, and when he, and that was just like the that, finger that grab. Was, that's wild. That, that fucked me up, man. And that's then, so cool. And then with my daughter, we were like, we kind of. It's so funny because I remember when Lucas went to his first shot. He's screaming, crying. Aww. He's screaming, crying. And I visioned, I envisioned me taking it and sticking it in the nurses. I, I was, I was, I was like, if this bitch hurts, oh, my you got son, a papa bear. I'll fuck it. I just pictured like a hostage situation yeah, where yeah. I just held it next to her neck, and I was like, I'll put like, which is the crazy. She's helping. Yeah. But I was so, and then with my daughter, I was like, yeah, here. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but that's why. But I think that's also why Sophia is a little bit like. Kind of because with the first one, you're kind of like you little micromanage a little bit. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, but we did. She actually, my wife did really good. We we did good not being panicky because mm -hmm. I've That's heard great. we've heard stories about how like a mother's first child they could be like overly oh. and and the kid feels it. Yeah, my you don't brother, want to be a helicopter parent. Yeah, no, my the, brother the kid was, feels it. So we didn't do yeah, that. We didn't yeah. do that. My brother was parented like that because he was the firstborn, and then when he had his son, he's the most relaxed, laid back parent in the best way. Like he gives his kids space to learn and grow, and like. You know, you can't learn from something unless you do the fall and scrape your knee. So it's like he's not trying to prevent his son from having experiences. Right. I'm like, that's so valuable. No, it's, it's huge. It's huge. Bobby, I think I saw like a podcast clip. This is years ago. Bobby Kelly like, yeah, my son wanted to go up on the roof. And I was like, all right, Max, let's go up on the roof and fix it. And I was like, damn. Yeah. He was talking about how he just lets his kid, if he's curious, follow the curiosity. If you get hurt, yeah. all right, we'll figure it out. But you got one thing you got to do as a parent is you got to trust yourself because you're going to yeah. get it. You're going to get it. Like, that's the thing. Everyone's going to tell you shit. Yeah. And, you know, uh, that's all that's their experience. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like you're you will as a as a mother or father, I think, you know, I remember that you said Bobby Kelly. I remember I was doing a podcast with Bobby and the podcast was over and it was like four of us and everyone starts leaving. He goes, Verzi, can you stay here for a second? I want to talk to you. And this is when Bobby and I just started to become friends. And he was asking me about my son. He was asking me about my kids and what's like because he was about to have a son. Aww. And he wanted to ask me. Aww. And, you know, he's and he's That's... an incredible father. Yeah, he's an he incredible is. You father. Could tell. Yeah, he's yeah. an incredible father. He and loves it's just, his kid. It's just an instinct. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think some people some people don't feel worthy of it. Oh, that's interesting. Some people don't feel worthy of it. Mm. That's like, I mean, that's like a, such an overriding theme in life that people that, don't feel that, worthy that, you of know things. What I heard, it's, it's applicable to relationships too. That's actually 100% right. Yeah. I, I just saw one of the best quotes ever was somebody said, um, a lot of people don't achieve their goals because they don't feel worthy of them. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So like people like, and that's a heavy fucking yeah. thing, but that, mm. is, that goes with life. Yeah. You know, a lot of people. Self-sabotage. Yeah, Self-sabotage. Yeah. A lot of people don't have that, that worth and stuff. And in our business, it's a lot. Yeah. You know, it's a lot. So for me, having the family and doing all that stuff was, was really good for me. Yeah, it's grounding, the, I imagine, right? Yeah, and, and it's just, And humbling. It's, yeah. It's, and material for days. Material. And, you can't. Yeah, real life stuff. Because as you as I grew as a husband and a father and a human being, yeah. my act just- Yeah, I, was I able, love when comics have kids because I'm like, oh, I can't wait to hear their perspective on what it's like to raise a person. Yeah, yeah. And, and when you don't do it in a way, who was I just talking to this about? I was just talking to this about somebody's having a kid and then they were like, yeah, I'm going to start getting- Oh, I was talking to Jim Florentine about it's mm. like, well, he's, he's got a son, but when you do kid material- of course, it's going to be shitty and hacky if you're like, oh, so changing a shitty diaper. No, but, but if you make the real experiences that you have, like yeah. I closed the Netflix special with this with this um, joke story of my son and I playing one on one basketball in the driveway. And he was the first time he challenged me where, where like talking shit and chested up to me and challenged me. Uh, and people, so many people connected with it because it was just a real thing yeah. as opposed to doing like generic stuff. But when yeah. you make that story about what you're feeling, yeah. it's, it, the crowd is just like. Oh man, because even if it's a young person, they're thinking of their dad or mom. Yeah. And if it's a parent, they're thinking of what their they kid. did. So everybody can can really that's the type of family material that I want to do where people are like, oh shit, yeah, that's really real. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Even the ugly shit. 
Yeah, you, that's one know. thing everybody has in common. We all have a family of some sort. Even if we didn't have a family, that's we have a relationship to a family or to like the the notion of family. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. So your Netflix special is out now. Netflix special is out now, and uh, it's doing great. Thank God. It's called uh, Nocturnal <laughs> Admissions. And uh, I love yeah, that title. It was, it was trending, trending globally. Yay, congrats. That's so cool. It was, it was a lot of work, and, and I'm so glad that uh, that it's there. And Netflix was great. They let me edit. They were like, oh, um, nice. They were, they were fantastic. They really were. I got to say, like, working with them couldn't have been easier. Wow. So, uh, yeah, and it's doing great. So. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that, Paul. Congratulations. Thank you so much. You're, you're, you're one of the best in the game. We're oh, happy to have you on. Go no. watch his special, man. And I really respect what you guys did, you know, because you guys got into this podcast game, and, you know, you fucked it up. Thanks. And uh, <laughs> and it's it's really dope. So, Thank like, you. And uh, no, it's it's true. It's like you got to give credit where credit's due. Thanks, I appreciate. You know, it. We've been like, saying that into the lens a lot. Yeah, and it hasn't really been. Yeah, well, it's on. less effective when we say it. And <laughs> it's more less effective, effective when we else say it about ourselves. ourselves. So we appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Oh, can I plug dates or not? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. please. Go so, ahead. When does this come out? Yeah, uh, in a couple weeks. Yeah, we're not sure. Yeah, two three weeks. Uh, two three weeks. So it's not going to work for. Uh, well, you can give your website. Oh, so anyway, so yeah, you go to my website, paulverzi.com. You can check out my podcast, The Verzi Effect. I also co-host anything better with bill burr oh nice and um i will be in london the first show is sold out october so 7th awesome. we have a but lot o- of fuckers in london october october 8th i'll be at 21 soho they added a saturday at 10 o'clock um dis- i'm sorry october 19th i'll be at the dc improv mm. and october 20th i will be at the philadelphia punchline all dates mm. are on paulverzi.com thank you Yay. so much thank Go you see Paul live, you guys yes that'll be f- yeah we just, we just try to encourage our guests to see more stand-up comedy yeah. and they're actually very and good about doing it not our guests our, our listeners our, our listeners oh, nice. yeah they're a fantastic comedy audience we've trained them because we first went on tour there was a lot of talking back and forth we're like you guys we got we like sat them down isn't on that the, the worst isn't that the worst but they're our, very supportive our audience, like we, have, we have an especially supportive listenership and they're fucking fantastic stand-up crowd now yeah. i'm so proud of you guys. really yeah 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 we really trained them to how to be a comedy audience member you awesome. podcast yeah. is so different so yeah <laughs> they're great we love you thank yeah. you this has been guys we fucked the anti-slut shaming podcast we'll talk to you next friday Guys We Fucked is presented by Luminary. Created and hosted by Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. Editing and music coordination by Mike Coscarelli. Theme song by Rob Patterson and Jake Kozen. Suck my wet ass pussy. (laughs) Christina said to cut that before, but now it's in there. Yeah, let's keep it. Who cares? I can't look in your direction. Just one
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. 